The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't understand English, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Hairy Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sarah King. I'm Lansing Mike. And it is another hungover Sunday here in our studios. Well, well, for you maybe. I Yeah. <laughs> I went to bed a well, late, but I slept until late, so that was good. I woke up in the middle of the night, so I was like, okay, why insomnia happening? And it's like, okay. Well... Because that's what insomnia does. It happens at the no, least convenient why, times. No, I know why, but nothing I'm going to share to the world. It's like, it's personal, it's private. Oh. So, and not the fun kind of insomnia that no, makes, you, makes you breakfast in the, the morning. The hamsters in the head just running and thinking of things and it's like perseverating on stuff that I really can't do anything about. So it's like, okay, how about we just forget about that and try and sleep? No. Why no. Would, why would we let that happen? <laughs> That might actually be useful, and you know, to deal with the world with a, you know, yeah, arrested I, mind. But no, um, I mean, I did sleep in pretty late, so it's I got and did some laundry and ran around, and yep. So, so I'm not hungover. I'm doing okay, even though I did stay out till pretty late last night. But just had a friend's birthday party, and it was kind of low key. And I'm every hour, I'm like, I'm still awake. Okay, why am I still here? I should go home. I should go home. <laughs> and then I eventually you- did. And ended up staring at the ceiling. It might as well have been. No, I fell asleep right away. It's the middle of the night when you wake up at 4.30. And it's like, okay, I'm wide awake now. That's how the sleep goes. That has never been my problem with insomnia. Well, I get the other one, too, where it's like you lay down and the mind just won't shut off. Yeah, and you can't get to sleep. And I've learned meditative techniques and have some low power sleeping pills for when it gets really bad but yeah i need drugs yes drugs would probably be helpful um but we're recording this on super bowl sunday uh Um, yeah the big game is yeah apparently there's a football game going around a lady gaga concert mm -hmm. um which oh she's doing the halftime she is doing the halftime show but um i don't know I'd, i'd watch it you know if they just had less clothing on it's like, why do they... I mean, there's so much they don't need to be wearing. They don't need to be wearing the pants. I don't know. It's like, you know, when they fall and skid, maybe the pants actually provide some protection versus scrapes. But, you know, yes, I can understand the jock and, the, you know, the cups yeah, j- j- and all that. Just, just the, the pads, the cleats, the jocks, and the helmet. And yep. and just, you know, paint the numbers on the back of them. And no, I think it could be probably visible on the helmet. And most sports could do with, I mean, bas- uh, basketball. Other than the shoes, yeah. what do they need? I mean, unless you don't like your stuff jangling all over, that could be distracting. But, you know, it was good enough for the original Olympics to be naked. I mean, they did wrestling naked. And, you know, you, you could see keeping certain dangly things out of handholds. But right. I imagine it would be illegal just to grab onto someone's yes, junk. And yes, everything. no, it, it was 
illegal to <laughs> to directly attack the genitals. So that could be. I mean, although there is the wonderful thing about gear, but I think if they're just naked, diving, swimming. I mean, there's no. Well, swimming, you want the aqua dynamics, and they have the suits that offer that. But you know, yeah, Di- diving, gymnastics. I mean, you know, everything. G- gym, gymnastics comes from the Greek word for naked. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So there's, I think yeah, if they are just running around with a lot more flesh exposed. It'd be like, okay, I'll, yeah, no, I'll watch I, this. I remember reading something on the internet about ancient Greek wrestling, and of course, you know it's one hundred percent accurate because it was on the internet. That, while yes, the athletes competed nude, it was considered distasteful to display the glands of the penis. Mm-hmm. So the foreskin uh, was tied off. Uh, so, Ouch. Well, um, well, not tightly, just with, with a, a lovely ribbon. But, but uh, yeah, one, one didn't show that off when competing. Well, if you have a foreskin, then you might be able to get away with that. Well, considering it was the ancient Greeks and it was only the Jews of the time that were circumcised, then but not I a think- problem. You know, yeah, like I said, I've been transfixed by sporting events. Um, ultimate fighting. That was on a. I was eating at a restaurant. It was on the TV, and it's like, mm-hmm. why is this on the TV? It can get pretty bloody. It's like this is not necessarily something I want to be watching while I'm eating. But I was transfixed because basically, it's some really you know powerfully built guys who are often grappling in very sexual positions. And it's like, if it weren't for the blood and the fact that there's occasional punch thrown. This looks like they're, you know, one guy's balls deep in the other one. You know, one's yeah. on his back with his legs wrapped around the other guy's, you know, back while he's... I was like, that's pretty much lined up right for sex. Uh, uh, yeah, a little unnecessary censorship and it becomes complete filth. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, we were lucky enough um, un- until about 8.30 the last Friday, the Big Ten Network was showing another round of Olympic wrestling oh. at, and they were showing that at the bar. And, oh. and those of us who were there before eight o'clock were making <laughs> appreciative comments and yeah, it, it was Which, nice to see. And it was, um, who was it? Ohio state and Penn state. So what clothes were the, uh, singlets that, uh, black and Navy blue. Ah, darn. I know it's <laughs> come on. We want, white see-through yeah but no you you could tell even in the dark singlets that yeah a couple of the guys you know they really got into it and got excited so mm-hmm. and yeah they weren't wearing anything under those singlets so and some really nice butts <laughs> really nice butts so yeah that's uh that's how first friday started out i made the mistake of because i was transfixed by wrestler ass um, I stayed too long at the bar counter itself and didn't grab our usual table. No, you got the banner I up did get the banner the table. Up. Yeah, I got the banner up behind the table. That's always one of the first things I do when I get there. Um, I gave it five minutes to kind of warm up and mm-hmm. let the vinyl relax so I could easily unroll it. But, yeah, that's one of the first things I do. And then, yeah, I kept chatting and drinking at the bar. And then the group came in and grabbed that table. And I was like, shit! So we grabbed a, a different table. Mm-hmm. There's a little confusion. I, I walked in a little later. 
like turn the corner. It's like, oh, I don't know these people. I didn't even see the banner. I just like, there are strangers at this table. And it's like, oh, there's people I know in there, the middle. There's people we know. Um, well, in the future, just you know, throw your, you know, throw the banner, throw the coat on the table, and people might get the message. <laughs> well, they might, or yeah, just make a point to migrate over there sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, booze wise, I tried. They they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain is still not working. Let's try that again. Uh, Boozewise, I tried a shock top pretzel wheat. Okay. Which was okay. It's not a bad wheat beer. Um, It said it had real pretzel flavor, but when I went back to think about that, what's the main flavor you get from pretzels Mm -hmm. is salt um, and kind of hard to do in a beer. Um, Yeah. Got a bit of that pretzel caramelized wheat mm-hmm. smell to it but just a little bit but it was okay it wasn't bad for for 450 um which is you know typical price for most of the beers there so i was happy with that and also tried henry's hard grape soda mm-hmm. um which i think the bartender was confused because i thought i had asked for the grapefruit shandy mm-hmm. rather than the grape soda mm-hmm. but it, it I, either way it worked. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't get those. No, I, I kind of get and understand the hard sodas, but that it's not really. I don't want my boost to be that sweet. I do. I want it to be even sweeter. I, you know, if I'm going to be taking alcohol, I want it to be taste good, and I like sweet. <laughs> well, I did run across recently. Um, uh, Cocktails from the 70s mm-hmm. that tended to be very sweet and use a lot of cream mm-hmm. in them. So That sounds good. Yeah, so like a grasshopper, creme de menthe and creme de cacao. Same for me. It's like beer. It's like, for most part, I just don't get beer. It's like, it's it's nasty and I dip. it's too hard for me to get drunk on it because it's just forcing it down. I like stouts. I like darker stuff. And I like the sweet ones. So that's just my flavor profile. It's like, yeah, yep, give me sweet. Same thing with wine. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no, yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. no <laughs> I, I like a nice dry red. Yeah, no, I've, even the ones that say semi-sweet to me just take like Welch's grape juice. Exactly. Uh, just pour some vodka time. into some yeah. Welch's and that'd be perfect. Uh, but yeah, it was a... Uh, I mean, we actually, we had quite a few people, people we hadn't seen in a while. Some people locals. came in from out of town. Oh, uh, yep. We had some returning people to visit and say hi. Um, so it was, you know, not a lot. I mean, I think after you left, because uh, you left a little earlier. Yeah, I, um, I was crashing out a little early and I some left more around 1130. people showed up, I thought, or maybe they showed up while you were still there, because some people had left. Now, I think it was after you left some other people showed up and they're like oh how many and I said well there's about five that you've missed you know at that point yeah so um so we uh yeah so it was I stayed till I stayed till I think it was about 1230 because I talked to some guy at the bar earlier that week and in talking when Kink was mentioned he his eyes kind of lit up um Kinksters well but he's young and in questioning him it's like well what are you into and you know latex or that and Anything with accessories, no, he was like, no, no, not that. I think he just thought sex. It's like, oh, people who are, like, sex positive or like sex, oh. And it's like, well, that's not really kinky, that's just human. But 
Well, I think you have considering to have a, how many humans there are out there who aren't sex positive. But, but well, but I think we had that discussion. What makes kink kink? And I think well, toys are just some technique that's you know something different. Um, and so I don't know. But I told him about the first Fridays. He sounded interested. Uh, he said he worked till eleven, and he's about half an hour away. And he kind of made sounds like he would come. So I thought, in case I need to make it at least till midnight, so that. If he does show, he's not like the stranger and is like, what's going on? So, no, he didn't show. So, I kind of guessed that. I was like, eh, if you have work till 11 on a Friday, you probably might not want to go out to the bar. Yeah. Um, I did flirt shamelessly with a great big bear in his pocket daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the bear wants to feel my hand inside him. Oh, cool. Um, it... It will be a matter of logistics because the bear works third shift and works Saturdays on third shift. So, yeah, and, you know, they knew about DBC and they're like, we want to go at least to one of their bar nights. But, you know, that late on a Saturday makes it difficult. So, well, we'll, hopefully I I can have some pleasant times with them um, to report on. before getting to DBC, one other thing happened to me kink-wise uh, this week. Oh, I have one more thing, too, oh. but I'll let you go yeah. first, and then... A um, guy hit me up on Recon, mm-hmm. um, and it, I the stuff I was getting from him was kind of the messages I expect um, from... An 18-year-old who has watched way too much porn. Mm -hmm. Um, But this guy is not 18 years old. And you may recognize him Mm. from one of the dungeons. Usually in a singlet. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you know who I'm talking about. I'm going to leave his name out of this because, well, I'm about to put him on blast. Um, Well, he wanted to... He wanted me to take him away from one of the dungeon parties, blindfolded, shackled handcuffed, throw him in my trunk, drive him back to Lansing where he could serve me as a slave for a week. And I'm like, I don't want to have a house guest for a week. And it it's a very bumpy and cold, long ride from the dungeon back to my apartment in my trunk. I can see during, I could see during warmer months... I could see if you've had a chance to prep your trunk to make it, you know... More comfortable. Or survivable. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, my only thing I can think of is, like, you know, a lot of responsibility in having a slave. Are you, <laughs> are you ready, Timmy, to... You know, you have to feed them and have a place for them to sleep and clean up after them. Yeah, and how, how to train them? Well, I mean, in theory, right. yes, they would be doing cleaning on their own and all that right, so at least take care of themselves but yeah you need space and you need to have a lifestyle that's kind of ready to have that it's like yeah. it's like me and my apartment people are like oh you should have a cat i like cats it's like i don't have an apartment that's cat friendly there's too many things for it to like you get into and in trouble so i'd have to change up my apartment a lot just for yeah. a cat let alone a slave yeah and i mean my apartment isn't big enough for the two people who already live here. Adding yeah. a third, even just for a couple of days, would be a major undertaking. And it's an, it's an interesting fantasy. I can understand the, the fun of it, but 
there's a lot of prep and discussion and, well, preparation for yeah. it. You just it's, can't just do it. It's like, take me now. It's like, no, that's... It only is that... Spon- yeah, it's only that spontaneous in porn or erotic novels where it's just like, you do it. No, yeah. otherwise... Plus, I mean, the, ready for it. the terms of the open relationship I have with my husband is that we are the only ones who sleep in the marital bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't bring anything strange home. <laughs> you know, I, I do that out at the dungeon. Yep. Okay. We're, we're okay. recording and we are back. And let me just tilt this yeah. a Slight little. Slight technical difficulties, but it turns out... Oh, the, the wonders of technology and podcasting. <laughs> we almost had a horror story there because it's like, oh, something just made you look at the recorder and realize it's not recording. And, yeah, the battery died. But luckily, you checked it about two minutes after it had died. So, yay, nothing, not much was lost. Not much was lost. Yeah, I was basically at the end of end of my story. Anyway, so you had something. Oh, yeah, just, um. so there's been someone I've been like, I've I've met them in public. You know, we've chatted briefly mm-hmm. and not really had that, you know, a real talk. Um, and they've said hi to me on Recon, and we don't live that far apart. So uh, it was always one of those, and this is a whole tale of miscommunications, I think. Um, and just the importance of also not being passive. It's like, put two passive people together, and uh, God. And nothing like, happens. No, things happen. They just take too fucking long. <laughs> um, you know, too much time is wasted. So uh, there's been times when you'd be like, hi, and I'd be like, hi, what's up? And I don't quite come out and say, well, he said hi to me. He's obviously wanting something. And I'll be like, kind of pass and say, hey, let's meet. You know, I'm about to go to Esquire for a drink, which is my way of saying, why don't you join me and we can have a conversation. And then once we have that conversation, I'll feel comfortable enough to do other things with you. But we have to have that conversation. So kind of my acting procedures with most anyone. Mm-hmm. I want to have at least one public chat. Right. But uh, so, but he never kind of takes the bait. It's I never hear again, so it's crickets after I make that mention. And I'm like, okay, is he not interested? Or he just doesn't go out in public? Or, or, or I think he just gets he, busy. Or is he misunderstanding the message? Or I mean, is he saying, or is he just like, oh, well, it wasn't a direct ask. Exactly. Yeah. You you saying, oh, I'm about to go to Esquire for a drink. Would you which like he, to join me? Right. Yeah. If you didn't include the would you like to join me, then he reads that as, oh, he's busy. I'm busy. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> so I mean yes the the thing of when two passive people are you know trying to hook up uh, the nightmares uh, so then it came up again mm-hmm. he's like hey and I'm like hey and it's like what have you been up to me he's like well, I've had the weekend off so that meant I get to spend the weekend cleaning my place and I'm been horny the whole time and I'm like okay that's an invitation which I said it's like I think my response is a clean apartment a hard on bat you know dangerous combination uh, and we talked and then I said well. I'm going to go out to Esquire. And I don't think I, you know, I said, uh, I, I don't think I was that, again, forceful. Mm-hmm. But then I heard nothing for like an hour and a half. Right. And I was doing stuff at home. I was reading. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the bar now. And then suddenly I get the message, oh, sorry, I just fell asleep. He took a nap. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's why radio silence. Um, I said, well, I'm just heading out now. But then I thought, wait a minute, there's a bar closer to him in his neighborhood. It's also a cool bar. It's about, you know, a little farther than Esquire. I think I'll walk to that instead. So I told him, hey, I'm going to go to this place. And, you know, uh, would you like to meet there? And then I heard, okay. I'm like, cool. So I said, it'll be about 30 minutes till mm-hmm. I'm there. 
And then I put in my headphones and started walking. Recon doesn't bing or that when I'm listening to something. So it's not like a text message or phone. So I don't know when someone's responded. Well, he responded right away saying, Esquire? And that's where he went. Oh, shit. Even though I had said this <laughs> other bar. I thought the communication was clear. So he showed up there, uh, had a beer, I guess. I show up at this other place, had a beer, heard nothing, heard nothing, heard nothing. Said, hey, they have, got, they have a good beer on tap, super cheap because I want to get rid of it. Nothing. I think he said, it's kind of sparse crowd. I was kind of like explaining. It's like, if you don't feel like being out in public, this is still pretty good. Nothing. And then as I'm leaving the bar, it's pretty late. Uh, they were closing. I think they closed earlier. It wasn't 2 o'clock. I mm-hmm. think it was 11.30 or so. Then I get a text, uh, well, a message, where are you? I'm like, just leaving the bar. And I'm like waiting outside. And it's like, okay, I don't know where he lives in relationship to the bar. If he says... Let's hook up. I don't want to have right, been walking right. already. About five minutes later, it's like, well, if you want to come over for your, you know, you know, if you want to come over and have some buds, buds wasn't capitalized. So I'm like, is he talking about pot? Because I really don't want to mix drugs with sex, alcohol, to a certain level, mm-hmm. but anything else, no. I'm like, ah, oh. it's like, is he a pothead? It's like I don't know, but I don't think I want to do that. Uh, no, he meant Bud as in Budweiser. So he meant beer. He just didn't capitalize it. <laughs> That's okay. And it's like, okay, oh, that I can Communication fill. failures yep. all the oh, way around. It's, just a, it's it was fraught. Uh, this, is, this is why you should not have sex with me. <laughs> it will always be fraught and confusing. Like life. Uh, we, so finally, he's like, here's my address. Went around the block, joined him. Uh, he weird beers. And we like stood, or, you know, stood in his living room, drinking beer, talking for way too long because I wanted to have that conversation. Also, I wasn't getting the vibe from him. It was like, hey, let's get down to it. And Come I'm like, on, let's get naked. He, I'm, I'm assuming, he said he was horny. He invited me to his place. I'm assuming things are going to happen, but he's making no moves. I'm making no moves. Finally, after about an hour, 15 minutes of talking, maybe an hour and a half, I finally put down the beer and we start doing stuff. And then it went from there. And it was oh, lovely. good. Uh, you know, clothes came off, got on the couch. Um, he's interesting to me because he's into certain kinks that I'm curious about, and he knows them quite well. We didn't do anything of that, so I was pretty vanilla on the couch. But um, it was fun. Um, he had a good time all over himself. Uh, <laughs> I'm a shy comer, so right. I wasn't able to uh, add to that. But um, So that was that. And it's like, well, okay, cool. And then after cleanup, I walked back home, and it was like 3 fucking 30 in the morning. <laughs> <sighs> and that's why you, that's why it's not does not pay to be passive. And uh, yeah. I'm Corey, just hesitant. It's like, no, sex is for the brave. You go, you take. You listen in case they say no, or like you, or you get the you know, message, but you know, grab them by the crotch. Especially so when they speak. Well, if they've told you they're horny, if they've invited you to their place... It's kind of going that way. Yeah. Drop. You know, that's one of the nice things about, you know, DVC and Number Six Dungeon mm-hmm. is no pretense. Mm-hmm. Everybody is there to get their rocks off or, or to have, you know, cer- yes. have horrible things done to them. So there's a certain level yeah. of do I have to fig- figure this out that you don't have to do. All you have to do is know is, you know, they're there to get off. Do they want to get off with you? And that's all. It's exactly. like, you know, you, you make the offer, you be forward, and just be aware that, you know, 
they, you know, if they say no, then hey, okay, fair enough. But you also have to, I think, be ready to say no if you are there and getting attention you don't want. You know, be gentle but be firm and let the person know because, again, it's it's a different kind of. It's more like old school consent, where it's like you have to wait for you know people were waiting for the no, and nowadays consent's like no, we want enthusiastic consent and right. yes, which I think in the real world yes you do want. In the dungeon, I think the 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 needle's a bit closer to what they used to think right. consent was. Right. I mean, there obey there no, is, but yeah, I mean there is a level of implied consent in a dungeon setting, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, of respect the no, of course, but. The the distance to yes in a dungeon is much, much shorter. I think personally, though, I still kind of go by I need enthusiastic consent. Because I remember there was one guy who was newer, and, you know, we're chatting, and I kind of started doing stuff with him, and he just was not... He was not saying no, but he wasn't getting into it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to back off right away, because... And also, he was new to it, too, so... Right. And and now he's dating a friend of mine, so it's like okay, fair oh, enough. Shoot. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So uh, Detroit Bondage Club. Oh yes. Um, small crowd uh, this time. Um, kind of low energy all the way around. The dungeon master um, was not feeling well. Ooh. So he showed up. He unlocked the door. He got the buffet set up. The mm-hmm. sa- the sandwich fixings. And then he went upstairs to one of the bedrooms, closed the door, and put a Do Not Disturb sign on it. Oh, okay. And so we didn't until... Um, things were ready to wind down and be locked up? Yeah, or... until it was time to lock things up. and Because we weren't sure if it would be possible to lock the door behind us without a key. So, mm. de- definitely not the deadbolt, but we weren't sure about the handle part okay. of it. So. Well, easy enough to find it, figure out. Yeah. Let's, I think, yeah, that's a good question. I, I've let people in, but I think, I think it does lock behind you because I know when we leave, there's not someone to always lock it behind you. So I think there is some locking that happens. Maybe. Because, yeah. I mean, people leave all the time and there's not someone minding the door to make sure it's locked behind them and it tends to stay locked. So I would think that just, yeah, making sure you had your stuff and nothing was on fire might have worked but yeah yeah, that's i hear her there and right so um but yeah it for the uh good times Mm -hmm. um did two uh saran wrap scenes as usual sling bear wanted some intense bondage Mm -hmm. so i gave it to him his was a little different um because he had been having some trouble with his elbows. Okay. And so having his arms strapped down to his side would have gotten uncomfortable very quickly and he would have had to have been let go. So we just wrapped from his armpits okay. down. Um, and then he had fist mitts on, so he didn't have his fingers to work with. Um, and so, yeah, wrapped him up. Uh, he got a dick in his mouth and a vibrator on his cock, and he was a happy bear. And then uh, one of the new guys who was actually feeding Sling Bear uh, his dick said, I want to try that too. And we're <laughs> like, okay, give us a moment to clean up and reset. And yeah, we'll give you a full wrap. And yeah, I gave him a full wrap. And we did have any duct tape, so we weren't able to get as restrictive. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to um, 
release the nipples because when it, it helps to have some duct tape so that when you tear to access the nipples, the tear doesn't keep going. spread. Okay. Right. So, is it, is it with? I mean, the strand wrap itself does a pretty good job of binding. Yes. Does the duct tape itself even more so? It does add more restriction and it adds more of a squeeze. Okay. But also, if if it's just the saran wrap, yep. you can get out of it. Okay. Okay. You are not getting out when you are wrapped in duct tape. Because I picture this, a big reason for the saran wrap, too, is to prep you so you can be duct tape and it's not duct tape on the skin ripping out hair and skin, you know? Right. Yeah. That, so, yeah, I mean, the, the duct tape really is the, the main thing. But, okay. yeah, I had... Uh, taking my duct tape out of my bag to try and fix something that was dragging down my car, which I was unsuccessful with, um, but forgot to put it back in my bag. It's a beautiful thing with duct tape. There's just so many, like, artsy duct tapes out there. Oh, yeah. I have threatened to wrap Sling Bear up in a roll of Hello Kitty duct tape. That'd be adorable. (laughs) It would be adorable. It would make for great pictures, but he said no. Well, plus the fact that a roll of Hello Kitty duct tape is like three times the price of the regular silver duct tape. So, yeah. Um, But art. It's for art. It's for (laughs) art. Well, art wasn't there that day. Um, Some other guys had a a really good time. While the new guy was wrapped up, Mm -hmm. just as we were getting him out, we just heard this massive bellow. And we're like, is that porn? Like, no, that's too loud to be the porn. Yeah, so somebody got off really hard. Cool. Um, one of one guy there who's just he's just so nice to look at, lightly furred, muscled up but not overly muscled, mm-hmm. nice square jaw, nice bubble butt, and uncut. And uh, he was in the main room giving a sounding demonstration, oh. and I was like. <laughs> um, I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, the thirst is real. Uh, and I ran into another Lancinite. Oh. Given what his recon handle is, um, I, I don't think he'll mind us sharing it, considering that it's out to all. Okay. Um, and yeah, he mentioned um, my husband in positive terms. And, okay. Uh, and looking forward to, and he's like, when he saw me, I'm like, we've met before, haven't we? I said, yes, we had a drink at the Esquire and determined that we did not mesh well, kink-wise. <laughs> but it's good to see you down here in Detroit. So so that was good. That It was good to see him uh, out and about and ha- having a fun time as well. So, yay. So, yeah. Um yeah, so that was Saturday, and yeah, I came, I left about 11.30, um, came home, futzed around on the computer, went to bed. When I finally got up, I looked at my cell phone, and it said 11.45. Hmm. Like, well, Sunday morning, what a concept. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, my Saturday was just too packed with, I had... Something in the morning going on, that well, morning and early afternoon. Something else was supposed to happen in the afternoon. And then a friend was throwing a birthday party in the evening. And I'm like, I don't really have energy to do even one of these things all the way through. 
and ended up doing, yeah, two of them. So it's like, yeah, it's good. And I think if it had come down to either the birthday party or DBC, I, I think my energy, my energy at the birthday party was low, but you can get away with it at a party. I sat in the corner and just chatted with whoever happened to be in the corner with me and felt guilty because there's other people I knew throughout the house in different locations and I felt like, well, I'm not talking to them, but I should be because they're also friends, but I'm good in this corner. <laughs> and so I think DBC, it might have been one of those ones where I might have been just hanging out room. in the kitchen the entire time or the main room, but it sounds like there's some cool stuff happening in the main room. So yeah, there'd been some neat stuff to see, but no, I just knew that the, the energy wasn't in the, it just, there's just too much going on that day. The ride itself there and back probably would have been way too much. Maybe I'd yeah. fall asleep during it. Got yeah. some break. Uh, well, now, when is number six? Uh, the 17th. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, the 18th. Okay. Yeah, because the 17th is a Friday. Yeah, it's the 18th of February and mm -hmm. then 17th, 18th, 19th oh. of March. Should, it okay. is the big, big hoorah. Okay. I need to, yeah, I need to... Uh, see about the 18th because I have something else going on but I don't know when that's over so again I'm going to have to juggle that but it's important to hit number 6 because there's a finite number of those yeah I mean I've I have asked for the 17th and the 20th off of mm -hmm. work um, so whenever it starts on the 17th I'll be able to be there right when it gets going and then I'll have a full day to recover <laughs> on Monday uh, so yeah, yeah, piece of Detroit leather history is going away. Winding down. Winding down, yeah. But there's still, you know, DBC. Yeah. Like it's still going strong, so that's good. Yeah, and probably at least some of the equipment from number six is going to end up at DBC. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Otherwise, some um, kink stuff. Well, we weren't. Not, neither of us were there because we had other things to do, but that weekend where it was like four things going on on Saturday. Right. I heard a report from Snow Bunnies from Hell. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, you know, there was a good number of people from Grand Rapids. The Grand Rapids Rivermen were in attendance. Uh, someone, uh, well, uh, Pony, last recording had mentioned how he'd been there and heard about one guy who was there who ended up naked. And I tried to get confirmation on that. It's like... And, the person I talked to wasn't there at that point, so it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, like, oh, uh, still, I still heard there's just someone, an unconfirmed rumor. I heard someone was naked. It's like pics, or it didn't happen. No, yeah. uh, but it sounds like they had a good time, and it sounded that it was moderately busy and a good number of people. Uh, I was trying to get. Uh, I know someone who went to the fundraiser for mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Machine Leather's uh, trip to IML, mm -hmm. and uh, they were there earlier and left before anything really started up, but. Um, they said, yeah, there was uh, some sort of demonstration, I think, that happened. So maybe more like a demo and less orgy. Mm. But, you know, they said it's not like a, well, you know, it was a good party, too. They just weren't there to see what went on later. I have to hunt down and find out who was there and say, well, was there a lot of fun? <laughs> but that's about all I have to report. Okay. One other thing bouncing off of uh, last episode mm -hmm. we got some feedback um, from our conversation about professional grade pornography okay um, listening to th this was just a tweet listening to recent episode I disagree with Mike mm -hmm. I hate the cocky boys interviews they try way too hard to be artsy <laughs> 
I am an artsy fartsy type. I believe life is boring and you have to basically edit it to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's when the editing is obvious, like uh, watching the porn at DBC, there was a guy that was strung up by his wrists and ankles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could tell that it was just cut fi- so finely and chopped up that we're like, he's up there for one swing and then being let down. And, mm-hmm. Where did that condom suddenly come from? Well, in the the ones I've seen, I only have a couple DVDs that have that whole let's talk first. Mm-hmm. And the ones I've seen seem pretty realistic. It's like, okay, there's these guys sitting moderately close to each other and they're just kind of hitting up each one. It's like, so, you know, at least the ones I saw, maybe they're earlier ones or maybe they do get a bit more formula. Maybe they're very formulaic, but... At least the S- couple, since you've only seen a couple of them, yeah, you're not seeing But the couple the I saw seemed yeah. realistic. And it was like, yeah, I want to work with this guy. He looks cute. And they usually describe what parts they find cute. And it's like, oh, I really want to be in that ass. It looks, you know. And then it'd be, the other one would be kind of coyly blushing. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but at least it, it seemed right. real to me, uh, like well, this couple I saw. But, yeah. yeah, I could see after a while, it's like, well, okay, we've we've had real. Okay, now say this. and. Say this. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing over and over. All right. Um, expert portion of mm-hmm. the show. Uh, Coming to me as a complete surprise. Well, I don't think we've I, talked ahead. Unless I, it's something we've it, it, mentioned. It's something, it's something I, I mentioned okay. to you a couple of episodes ago. Okay. A month, two months. Uh, time is weird recently. Uh, time has been mushy ever since Election Day. Um, but there was an article on the Huffington Post about bro jobs. Okay. Straight, straight identifying males who have sex with other straight identifying males. Mm-hmm. Now that is the hot new thing among rural and suburban millennials. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. My first thought is how often does it actually happen? Often enough to get a mention in the Huffington Post. So, but, you know, yeah, it, it's uh, like the reporter has heard about it, knows of it, has had it happen several times. I, I guess my question is, I'm trying to think of, well, I don't know, if a guy is comfortable enough to be sexual with another, you know, a guy, mm-hmm. you would think that they'd talk about it. And I don't know a lot of, you know... Straight guys who have actually, well, I think there's been play, but but mostly it's kind of the play of like, hey, let's outgross each other or something, and right, or you know, let's let me expose myself toward you for comedic effect. To you know, erection and completion. If they are doing it, they're definitely not being very vocal about it. Right, and I mean, it, it was presented as this new thing, and oh, look at the millennials both being more comfortable with what their sexuality is but also kind of you know a bit repressed about it you know they they still said that they were straight you know that you know the guy said you know i love women but i also like sucking dick so i you know that it's it's interesting it's kind of cool that they are more comfortable with it but it's distressing because it's Sounds like good old fashioned biphobia again. It's like, oh, can't be bi. Can't be bi. I, I, yeah. I like I like tits, but I also kind of like cock. It's like, oh, but I'm straight. And it's like, oh, come on, honey. It's yeah, like it's there's like... A, there's a prop. You know, there is a label for that. 
if you you know you obviously like labels enough that you're willing to call yourself straight, but you know this other label is just too queer for you. It's yeah. you, you have a cock in your mouth. Yeah, it and well, you know, part of that is you know a lot of men my age. Well, I won't say a lot, but a a non-zero number mm-hmm. of men my age. Um, and a bit older, uh, have often described themselves as having been on the buy now, gay later plan mm-hmm. that when they first come out, no, no, I'm just bi. And, and then later on they're like, no, I was never bi. I was always gay. And, and then yeah. as they get later in life, they'd be like, oh, I guess I was never gay. I've always been bi. I, my personal yeah. feeling is that everybody in this fucking world is hardwired to be bi. You and society forces you one way or the other, and hey, if you think something long enough, you sometimes actually believe it. So I'm like, people are malleable. We can make you think you're a fucking turtle if we give you enough time and enough uh, stimulation. You know? Yeah. There are four lights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. you know, reality is malleable at least when we filter it through our brains. Um, because you know, just uh, monosexuality confuses me. It's like, wow, you're only attracted to you know certain configurations of flesh and also i think it's affection too it's like what about love and you know i mean sexuality is one thing right you know what you're attracted what gets your dick hard that can be kind of specific but you can only be in love with you know you're only in love with dicks or you're only in love with tits yeah you love a person which is a big conglomeration of lots of messy stuff so right i like to hear the whole um the term uh bi-affectional or Mm -hmm. homo-affectional hetero-affectional who you find comfortable, who you want to love, um, I think can be a in- more interesting right. thing. And it, like I said, sexuality is a complicated mess. <laughs> you, yeah. Humans are weird conglomerations of stuff. But, well, and you know, but all, I mean, all, oh, yeah, ahead. all of the the guys, well, except for one, who were my clients mm-hmm. back in the day in the small town when I, you know, I was a small town hustler. They would all describe themselves as straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had wife and two point three kids, but they were also hanging out at the cruisy beach. I think having having sex with each I other. I think with so. men, you know, to make a vague generality about men, I think we can divorce the act of sex from the act of love much easier. Mm-hmm. Sex can be fun for its own sake. It's it feels good and it gets you off and that is a nice end point. Um, and lots of things can do that. I mean, mm-hmm. you it doesn't, you know, for many people it doesn't take too much to get them off. So another guy, it's like it cuts away a lot of the messiness of, hey, we, you know, I like I said, I sometimes feel sorry for straight guys. Like in the day, to get laid, you'd have to meet someone, talk to them, buy drinks. There's no app or easy way for a straight guy to kind of go cruising into an alley. And it's like, oh, look, there's all these, you know, women who just want to have casual no strings attached sex. In the gay world, we can find that a lot easier if that's what you want. Right. So if what you want is just casual sex, yeah, gay's the way to go. And guys who just want to get their dick sucked or have a hand job or have a tight hole to come into, hey, <laughs> Right, and it might it might be easier to find that with other men, because <laughs> I think culturally and what we've been told that you know we want. Um, so that might be a part of it. Another thing is, yeah, more people comfortable with 
not wor- so much worried about. It's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Comfortable enough to uh, talk to a reporter from the Huffington Post about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- another kind of issue that I had with that particular article is that they presented it as a new thing and a rural thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you've never heard about black large city gay or black large city guys being on the down low. Yeah. yeah that, that's been a thing for a while mm-hmm. that, you know, but with the, the masculine black culture that, no, you're not gay. You're just on the down low. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, you've got your side hose, but you also like to get your dick sucked by another guy now and then. And, or, yeah. or you, it's that you just don't care. You know, honestly don't care who's sucking the dick. And it's easier to find guys who might want to do it. Right. Um, yeah. Cl- also, you don't, <laughs> but also you don't have the, the, uh, the issue of, oops, babies. Yeah. You know, if you're very casual and want just no strings attached sex, sex um, children are a string. <laughs> One way or another. And you do it with another guy, hey, that's not going to be a thing that you have to worry about years down the line. Saying, Oops, oh, HIV. Uh, well, well, yeah. yeah, that's that too, but yeah. no one ever thinks that. Well, that's an interesting thing is when they talk about HIV prevention and that, there's that category of, you know, you know who's at risk? Gay men, bi men, men who have sex, sex with, with men. men. Yeah. Now, which at first is like, well, that's silly. That's covered by the first two. No, no it's because not. there's yeah. straight men who identify as straight. I'm not gay. And, oh, but I do have sex with other guys. And it's like, okay, that's a category that needs to be because the other two are not, you're not seeing yourself a part of, but you're at risk. Right. And, you know, I, it, you know, even straight folks should be getting H, getting tested for HIV and know their status and should play safe. And, but, you know, I, I do worry that, you know, these guys, Oh, I can talk. No, I can't. Um, but yeah, in a medical setting that they may not be getting all of the nope. screenings that would be appropriate for, you know, guys who suck other guys' dicks. You know, if you're if you're sucking a lot of dick and you go to the doctor with a sore throat, mm-hmm. but you you know, you say that you're straight and you don't mention that, doc is probably gonna think viral mm-hmm. or strep. When you could have chlamydia in your throat, and chlamydia has a different treatment regimen than strep does, mm-hmm. so uh, and you know could lead to more antibiotic resistance and all that mm-hmm. happy fun stuff. So, you know, so no, the article did indicate that that's pretty much what the guys were doing, simply blowing each other, or that that was the main thrust okay. of it, so to speak. Hence the name bro jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're just. Bros blowing bros, yeah. Um, Which is interesting because I can understand, you know, a casual hand job from another guy. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, hands on dicks, it's like, well, you've been doing that since you were a kid. Uh, You know, if you're a typical male. uh, But, you know, to actually have your mouth, you know, around another guy's cock, the taste, the sensations, that's, you know, if you aren't really down with, you know, being considered bi or gay, then that seems like that'd be a real 
hurdle to uh, being comfortable with the situation. Right. Now, getting sucked yourself, yeah, it's like a mouth is a mouth to many guys. But right, and, when you're and if mouth- it's on the other side of a restroom wall partition, oh, of course it could be a woman that snuck in here, right? But, sure. But yeah, but to actually be doing the act on another guy, there's an intimacy there, and you're, you know, you've got the taste and the smell, and it's right. just in your mouth. And the gag reflex. <laughs> uh, it, it's not gay because the balls don't touch. Right. <laughs> yeah, do, doing an Eiffel Tower? No, that's completely straight. Sure, we're we're making out up here and twisting each other's nipples, but no, we're 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 fucking a girl. Mm-hmm. No, we're we're still completely straight. Oh, Kinsey two is a thing. Kinsey three, you know, we're not all ones and sixes. Mm-hmm. There are shades and gradations, and and yeah. Oh. Six, wait, no, I think it starts at zero. Uh, it's but, been, it's, but been it's funny a while. because it's so hard to be either extreme because even a thought suddenly you're no longer. It's not what you are at that point. It's what you were throughout your history. So if you you know you're Kinsey six, but you dated women because in high school because you didn't know any better, well you're no longer a six. And then you're and a five. Yeah. If you're a straight zero, but you know yeah. Had. But but one time at band camp, yep. <laughs> or that you know that glory hole. It wasn't a woman on the other side. Damn it! Damn it! It was my zeroness. But yeah, so I, I've never really been a huge fan of Kinsey, and also it's, it seems to be just about the sex and not actual affection. Or, right, and or, yeah, no. Kin- Kinsey has several other um, issues with him, but being able to just introducing the concept of sexuality yeah. as a continuum, that idea, and we don't really have yeah. a. A better system that's that widely spread out. Everyone, you know, most people know about the Kinsey scale, right? And but yeah, gay, straight, bi, and the, well, no, there there are gradations. There there are levels to it, and, but yeah, I mean, no. listeners, if you got no bro job, <laughs> um, you know, I've I've given them, and but yeah, uh, yeah, se- sexuality is just weird and complex and needs more talking about and i think it's because we don't talk about it there's still so much taboo on it and you know we do have a lot of homophobia out there and many phobias and yeah and being sex negative and Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it's one of those things that you know i'm kind of curious how that reporter got the information and be interesting to see like actual uh surveys on it and yeah, I'm going to have to reread the article. So, yeah, do a Google search for Huffington Post bro job, um, and it'll come up. Just seems right like right. another, just seems like another, it sounds like teasing to me. It's like <laughs> two straight guys doing each other, and it's like, wait, there's all these, there's a bunch of gay guys out there who'd all be willing who, to do who that. Who would happily suck your dick for you? Why do you have to be so selfish? <laughs> I, know. I, I was at a party once. I was there, um, there was... I was there with two couples, two married couples, and uh, the two husbands were just hitting it off. They'd known each other for a long time, and the wives were like, yeah, they're, they'd be totally gay for each other. If they were at all, had any bit of bisexuality to them, they'd be together. They, but, they, they, but, would, they would be fucking. But they're pretty much straight guys, but yeah, they're, and I'm like, and then there's they'd be joking about doing stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. Not not fair for the straight guys to be getting off on each other when there's a perfectly usable gay guy in the room. <laughs> Stop teasing. 
Oh, a perfectly usable, very passive gay guy <laughs> he, who, who doesn't even need to come himself. He will just happily suck your dick and expect no reciprocation. Though uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I, I've, I've been in situations where, yeah, I got someone off and they're like, okay, bye. I'm like, that's just rude. You should at least give a try. <laughs> even if you're not going to get me off, you should at least have your mouth around my cock if mine was around yours. That's why I like versatility and fucking. It's like I love seeing flip-flop videos where it's like, oh, yeah, someone, you know. And then, oh, now they're, okay, cool. They're both they're both giving and receiving. That, yep. that seems fair. <laughs> yeah, what, one of the hottest videos I saw recently, the top was fucking away and came, and the bottom was like, I'm about to go, and the top just climbed on and slammed down. And so, oh. yeah, everybody was happy. So, yay. Uh, all right. So do you, oh yes, so yeah, I guess crafting. Crafting, yeah. Um, I am taking a break from my Doctor Who scarf. I've made it to the end of another color section. Did the the transition and cut and moved on. But like, I'm putting that off on a stitch holder for a while, and I'm going back to uh, a ribbed green and white scarf, mm-hmm. um, so that. When I finally get around to giving MSU some money to oogle at wrestlers or hockey players or baseball players or whatever happens to be in season, um, that I look the part and and I don't mm. look like the uh, U of M graduate that I am because <laughs> I could be dangerous on MSU campus if I were to fly a, a Mason Blue. That'd be a bad thing, but so yeah, I'm I'm working on, on that now, um, and hopefully I can just plow right through that and move on to the next thing. Still need to teach you how to crochet mm-hmm. and get around to that one of these years. I don't know, maybe one of the uh, once number six dungeon goes away, one of those alternate Saturdays we can just sit down with a couple of balls of yarn and I can turn you into a hooker. Cool. Yeah, I have no talent at it, so I need to. Yes, I need to learn from somebody, because books and videos don't seem to be enough. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's a matter of once you, you know, once you have it down, you you've seen it done, and you've done it with your hands. You, you got okay. This is how it goes. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah, and like yeah, knitting, knitting for me, I'll put it down for a long time. And then pick it back up, and it's like, okay, well, how do I do this again? And I might have to refresh myself. It's like, okay, where's the needle go? But then the muscle memory takes over, and it's only like, okay, yep, this is how it goes. Yeah, I I always have to double check on how how I cast on, and occasionally I'll yep. have to remember, all right, how do I purl again? Because mm-hmm. I because the the Doctor Who scarf has just been pure knit, yep. so. How do I purl again? How do I do a an increase or a decrease? And, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just need a gentle reminder of the technique, and I'm like, oh yeah, and then just mm-hmm. just work the rest of my way through. So otherwise, yeah. crafting wise, uh, well, the, the only inspiration of crafting was there's um, you know there's that video game series you don't know Jack. Yes, video, and I guess they've transformed into this Jackbox TV. Yes, where you can buy the video the, the games to play on the TV. On the internet, and like people will have their phones and go to the site and enter and do stuff on their phones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was I did went to a party. It was cute. They had one of those called Murder Mystery Trivia. Okay, super creepy. 
Um, it had a like a saw kind of feel to it. You had this creepy thing, and then you each person was represented by a little canvas doll that was actually really cute. And you answer trivia questions, and each round, the people who answered incorrectly, not only didn't get any points, but then they all had to play a mini game together, and the loser of that mini game was eliminated. Their doll gets slashed on the screen or nailed to something, but they're now dead. And you continue to play as a ghost, and then at the very end, when there's one survivor left. The whole thing is you keep answering trivia questions and it moves you across the board. And the ghosts, if they catch up to the living person, they're now living and are the one trying hmm. to get out. And the darkness comes from behind and dissolves you if it catches up to you. So it's really, actually really creepy. But the dolls were really adorable. A little, like, monster, you know, with button eyes or painted on faces. And I'm like, I bet you that could be made pretty easily. Probably. There's two pieces of material. And I kind of looked up, you know, sewed monster dolls. And it's like, oh, yeah, either with felt or fleece or canvas. And um, kind of reminds me of, uh, like, uh, that movie Nine. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, you know, just a little stitch punk kind of stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that'd be kind of fun and not too hard. And just requires material and sewing and... And stuffing. Yep. And a few buttons or maybe fabric paint. And it's like, that could be easy. But, Glue on googly eyes. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I saw for googly eyes, uh, taking googly eyes and um, gluing them to heavy metal albums. Yes, and, I saw that. And the, and the covers <laughs> of comic books. And that, that is really amusing. Everything is better with googly eyes. Porn, that would be amusing. So. Yeah, take, yeah, take some, uh, some gay porn DVDs and slap some googly eyes on them. But, so yeah, so that was something that occurred to me. Um, that would require going and buying materials and then making the time. So I haven't gotten to the buying materials part, which is good because so many of those projects end at that point. Oh, look, I have a bunch of stuff and I don't get around to it. That, that's one of the reasons why I, I'm doing the Doctor Who scarf is to try and eat through some of my yarn stash and get get that done and over with. Well, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Or leave a rating on or review on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane. And Lansing White. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.